Welcome to the Momfully You podcast. I'm your host, Chastity Holcomb, a trauma therapist, a fellow high-achieving mama, and after years of my clinical experience helping hundreds of people recover from unhealthy family cycles, I'm here to help moms transform what it means to be an emotionally healthy mom in your family. I believe the generations shift when moms heal. So on this podcast, I'm going to walk you through how to do it all while honoring God in the process. So come on in, grab a blanket, and let's lean all the way in. Hello, and welcome back to the Mom for You podcast. Listen, it's been a minute. Okay, you know, sometimes in life we need a little breaky break and I need a little breaky break, but I'm back and I am so excited to be chatting with you today. I have some exciting new announcements that I'm going to be talking about, but um, really just as we enter into like this final stretch of the year, being reflective, one, on God's goodness of the year and all of the things that he has done for me and allowed me to bloom out of at the beginning of every year, I get a word and I pray over it and I develop, well, I don't develop a scripture, but I attach a scripture to the word of the year. And this year, my word was to bloom. And I didn't know at that time what that meant specifically, but now I know, right? It's like, I didn't understand why the word bloom was being pressed on my heart. But now coming into and flourishing into what Momfully You is and what God has wanted it to be this whole time, I'm like, I see it. I see the budding, the where the flower finally begins to show. And so if you have had a word for the year, I encourage you to go back and revisit it before the year is over, before you get into like, oh, I'm 2024 now, new me sort of deal. Go back and look at the promise that was given to you at the beginning of the year and then already thank God for it. Already look for the ways that it has manifested in your life already before we get to the new year. Okay, that's just a free little nugget. That's a free little nugget before we get started. Listen, I have a new program coming out. It's called Mom Deactivated, and this is a program that is tied to kind of this new freshness. Um, So that's one thing. The other thing is I've announced it to my email list. So if you're not on my email list, what are you doing with your life? Go to momfullyyou.com backslash shift dash secrets and sign up for my newsletter there. I've also announced it over on Instagram. So you're the last one to get the news, but you get the most exclusive detail of it. Okay. So I am launching a new program called mom deactivated and the doors officially open and launch on November 19th. However, I want you to be as prepared and know as much about this program as possible. And so I'm going to be talking about it. And I'm going to be talking about how it's going to be transformative um, for you and your littles and your relationship with them, right? So this program, Mom Deactivated, is an evidence-based program for high-achieving Christian moms that's designed to help you know. That's not So I have a question for you. 
So that's that. So I have a question for you. I already know the answer, but I just want you to like, give me a yes, give me a nod in your car, washing the dishes in Target, wherever you are. Do you want to be the mom that doesn't yell or give your kids the silent treatment? I know the answer is yes, because I know you. I also know that you're probably like a lot of my clients when they start working with me. This is one of the things that they talk about is when it comes to like separating themselves from the patterns that their parents um, repeated, right? In childhood, they yelled at them, they were snarky at them, they were criticizing, they were shameful, um, they were emotionally unavailable, they da 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 They're like, I don't want to be like that. I want to set a new norm. But when it comes to the reality of it, and we get into the nitty gritty of how difficult motherhood is, some of those same things that we talk about that our parents did, we slip up and do it. And it's like, uh-oh, now I see how slippery the slope is to um, making mistakes, yelling, giving the silent treatment, saying things you really don't mean. If there is no one repair and being able to, you know, take accountability and repent for those things that you've done against your children. But then also, if you're just repeating it over and over again, even if you do try to repair, there's not a lot of oomph to that apology. It's like, okay, you saying sorry now, because you're going to do it again, you're going to do it again. So when, when clients come to me and they're saying, I don't want to be like my parents, this, I don't want to yell. I don't want to give the silent treatment. I don't want to criticize and shame. This is really what they mean. And so if you are in that position to where you're like, yeah, that's what I mean when I say I don't want to be like my mom or dad. That's what I mean when I when I say I want to break the cycle of generational trauma or childhood wounds in my family. Because here's the thing. I've talked to um, lots of people that have like two different family dynamics when it comes to how they handled frustration and their emotions and their anxiety in the moment. On one hand, you have this family who um, when they get upset, they yell and they scream and they're very um, expressive of their anger, right? They will dish it out as quickly as quick as it came to them, right? If they're mad, you go, no, it's not no guessing, okay? They're going to say what they mean. They're not going to uh, sugarcoat it. They're going to put it out there at the top of their lungs at that, right? There is no... Um, there is no control or containment around what they say, how loud they say it, and how often they say it, right? Then you have the other, the flip side of that, which is the family who doesn't talk about anything. When they feel their emotions, when they come up against conflict, when they disagree with something, they shut down. They turn off their ability to express themselves. Maybe it's because they think, oh, well, if I say something, it is going to rock the whole boat and I don't want to be able to, you know, I don't want to do that. Um, or they just don't think that they'll be able to manage themselves or, you know, the other people on the other side that are listening to that. So it's like they completely shut down and completely cut off their ability to express their emotions in that moment. And you get nothing. You get silence. Right. Or you get a little hint of passive aggressiveness. I'm going to tell you I'm not going to tell you what I mean, but I'm gonna like a hint around it. I'm going to roll my eyes, slam the door. I'm, I'm not going to touch you. That sort of deal, right? So you have the, I'm going to give you everything or I'm going to give you nothing. And typically 
when you come from either one of those families, you grow up and you decide, hey, I'm going to be nothing like what I came from. So if you came from a family who yelled, usually the pattern that you try to pick up is I'm not going to be expressive, right? Or if you came from a family who wasn't expressive and you're sick of it and you're like, y'all need to open up your mouth and talk about what's on your mind, you end up being the one who yells. And it's almost like the cycle um, switches from generation to generation because everyone is trying to escape and not be like their parents without learning a healthy alternative. Giving the silent treatment is not the healthy alternative to yelling. It's still unhealthy to shut down your emotions, to cut people off and not express the way you feel in the moment. When you are triggered by anxiety and you feel this explosion just roaring up in your body. And in that moment, you say, oh, I got two options. Either I'm going to yell to the top of my lungs and let you know how angry I am. Stop, sit down, shut up, be quiet, right? Or I'm going to ignore you to the point where you question your whole existence. I know that you see me see you, but I'm going to make you think that I'm not here in this moment. I'm going to I'm going to shut you down with my silence. Neither of those options are healthy. And so when we're running away from I'm not going to be like my parents, so I'm going to go to this opposite extreme, that's really not the route to go. So my goal anytime I'm talking with a mom who's coming to me with these um thoughts with these concerns I'm yelling I'm giving the silent treatment I'm doing harsh punishments that I don't want to do but coach I don't know what else to do what am I supposed to do when they're not listening what am I supposed to do when um you know I ask them to do something they get a little snarky with me I feel disrespected or they yell or they do this and da, 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 da. what am I supposed to do in those moments so because you haven't been taught you revert back to what was modeled right and so what my goal in these moments when I'm having these conversations is to figure out the healthier option. And one of the ways that I help figure out this healthier option is going through a series of identifying whatever your anxiety triggers are so that you understand when it's happening in the moment and you can deactivate it in that moment. There is, yes, room for repair, right? You have a rupture, you blow up, you lose it. And then you go back and you repair that relationship or that, that rupture. It happens. We're human, right? But there's also this ability where you can reroute the way you are responding to being anxious in that moment when your kids do something that frustrates you or agitates you, where you can do it in the moment. And you don't have to be the one that walks away from that with your head, with your head hanging down low. Now you don't walk of shame. Now you got to go apologize. You feel embarrassed about that because you, it just happened a couple of days ago and here you are saying sorry again, right? You don't have to do that if you know how to be able to do that skill in the moment. So one of the things that I have done over the last couple of weeks is really taken all of the strategies that I've used with clients throughout the years. I'm talking early back in 2015 when I launched a program for um, moms to help them be better parents, right? When I launched another program back in 20, what was it, 17, 18, um, for parents again, um, to help them with these very specific strategies that help them not 
get so frustrated that they blow up in the moment because this, the day-to-day, how you respond to your anxiety, how you respond to the triggers um, that you feel once your children don't listen, they melt down, they throw tantrums, they yell, they whatever. That is the everyday way that you break cycles, right? So it is my honor and my absolute privilege to be able to introduce you to my new program that is launching called Mom Deactivated. So Mom Deactivated is this evidence-based program for the high achieving Christian mom that's really designed um, and curated to help you become the mom that doesn't yell or give the silent treatment. I mean, it's pretty clear, right? <laughs> and learning how to deactivate your anxiety in the moment because that's when it matters the most. That's when you feel this confidence and this peace come over you that I can do this. I have the living God working on the inside of me who uh, who gives me a way of escape even when I'm triggered by the behaviors of my kids, right? You do have that within you, right? It means that when you're triggered by your kids, you'll know how to remain calm and communicate what's happening, not just after you've exploded, right? In the moment. If your kids are young or they're going through a rough milestone or they're deeply feeling, right? They have strong emotions and they don't mind letting you know how they feel at the moment. I got one of those, okay? You'll be able to deactivate your anxiety so that you don't repeat the patterns of your parents, that you don't walk around with this shame of like, dang, I had this goal of being different and really I'm just the same, right? Really, I'm just falling in line with this generation of passing these things down. I don't want to, that's not my goal, but coach, I don't know how to do it, right? In this program, you're going to have everything that you need to know about becoming the parent that you wanted all at your fingertips, right? So I teach you very specifically um, how to identify your anxiety triggers so that you can stop them before um, they lead to yelling and giving the silent treatment. How to stop yelling when you feel out of control because your children, right, aren't listening or doing things that you told them not to and they just, you know, they being kids. Um, how to come out of giving the silent treatment even if you feel like you will explode if you do. Remember that opposite side, sometimes we do the opposite of what our family did because, you know, we don't want to be like them, but we'll, we go to the op- opposite extreme, but it doesn't mean that it's healthy. Shutting down and giving the silent treatment isn't the healthier option. Learning how to express yourself in that moment um, so that you're not afraid of what you might say, that is, okay? How to remain calm and be firm, but kind when you're talking to your children, because ultimately that's the goal. We do have the responsibility and the stewardship over our children to teach them, to guide them, to direct them, right? But we can do it with this firm kindness that allows them to walk away from conversations and interactions with us, knowing my mom loves me, even though I don't agree with her right now, even though she kind of made me a little mad when she told me no, I understand that she's not upset with me. She's not trying to shame me or condemn me, that her intentions towards me are good, right? Um, Also, how to stop feeling shame after you lose it, right? Walking through and walking out of, rather, that shame cycle. What happens when you do lose it? And how can you take that shame off of you and move forward um, versus staying stuck in that cycle and being like, you know what? It's, it is what it is. You know, it, everybody else is is going off on the kids. Everybody else is saying this. This is a part of motherhood. The kids are young and blah, 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 blah. We're not 
we're not taking that as our norm. We are called to be, um, to not conform to this world. We are called to set the standard and the new norm for this world, okay? So how to stop the thought spiral so that you don't obsess over getting things right? I messed it up. I'm so bad. The perfectionist in you wants to reroute things and make it perfect and make it right. And so then you're into all this other, if I could just do this or say this and trying to overcompensate for the mistakes that you made, that is a thought spiral that you need to stop. And until you stop it, you'll continue to be in that cycle. So the program will teach you that, right? But also how to overcome this fear of ruining your kids in the first place. That's like a number one uh, fear that I hear from my moms all the time. I don't want to ruin my kids. I don't want to uh, give them a childhood that they have to heal from or go to therapy from. And let me just say this, that our kids have a perspective that we will never have, right? We are not our moms. We are ourselves, <laughs> but our kids have a different perspective than we have. And yes, they will experience hurt from us because they have ideas and expectations that we don't have. Um, and so, sure, it might be a thing of your kids um, experiencing something in your home, in their childhood, that they need some uh, some. Um, support working through, but how you manage that? Do you shame them if it's like, well, we moved around a lot and I didn't have a lot of friends. And so that taught me that I can't trust my friends at school. That's not, that is not something that you did on purpose or like something that you probably could even help in that moment, depending on the circumstances. But if your child comes to you and they tell you this, are you gonna be like, yo, you, you, I did the best I could. No, you want them to be able to get the support from that, right? So that's the difference between like, you're intentionally being mean or rude or shameful, harmful towards your kids. And they have to um, go to therapy for that versus regular old human experiences and your ability to wrap your arms around them in support of getting through that as well. Okay. So how to communicate with your kids without using scripts is also a big thing that you're going to learn. I think that scripts in many ways can cause you to be more anxious about getting things right in motherhood. Um, getting things right in your parenting than anything else because you're so worried about like, okay, she said this. Okay, I'm supposed to say it like that, but they don't sound like me. And so now you're just second guessing and questioning yourself. Uh, trust that God has given you the words for your children. Trust that he will give you the guidance to lead your children, not the words of someone else, but what comes out of your mouth is what your kids need to hear, not scripts, right? So, and then also being able to break free from you know, the triggers that that come up to you, being able to get out of that um, detaching rather your your identity from anxiety. A lot of times we will put on this identity of like, I'm just an anxious mom, just like we put on the identity of being a perfectionist, right? Or overachiever or a, a control freak, right? We'll put on all of these identities. But what if you didn't have to be anxious? What if you didn't allow your anxiety to make you respond or lead you to respond in the current ways that you are yelling, giving the silent treatment, the very things you said you wouldn't do. Right. And then lastly, being able to fully honor God with the way that you regulate your anxiety. Because here's the thing. It's not a thing of what you feel. It is a thing of how you feel what you feel. You can feel angry. You can feel anxious. You can feel 
scared. You can feel unhappy. You can feel uncomfortable. You can feel those things. But what do you do? How do you navigate those feelings? How do you respond to those feelings? That's what it is, right? When the Bible talks about do not fear or do not be afraid, that be, that is an existence. You're lingering there. You're staying there. He's saying don't, he's not saying don't feel it. He's saying don't be it. He knows that emotions come to us and we don't always like welcome in, like, come on, I want to fear. Come on, fear. Come on, come to me. Okay. I want to be this. Come on over here. Y'all want to be anxious. Come on to me. Right. He knows that our emotions kind of come with us as our human experience, but he doesn't want us to dwell in a place of anxiety, dwell in a place of fear, dwell in a place of being dysregulated. Because what happens when we're dysregulated is we do things like yelling, shutting down and saying things we don't mean. So inside of the program, you'll have lifetime access to this curated cycle changing curriculum that I just kind of walk you through and talk to you through. Um, you also get peace plans that turn what I like to say, turn the lessons into a repeatable lifestyle. So it's like turning, being able to transform what's in the transform what's in the curriculum and apply it to yourself and what you're doing on a day-to-day -day basis, um, how you can start sparking conversations with your kiddos, how you can start conversations with yourself, how you can pray better to help God to come in and regulate your emotions. That's what the peace plans do. And then a 30-day present peace devotional challenge that really helps you bridge the gap between God and your anxiety. It's like, I know he's good. I know he doesn't want me to fear. I know that um, he's with me. He's present. He's offered his peace. He's promised his peace. But I feel all these things and motherhood is hard and I got a lot of stuff going on and that, that, that. What is the bridge? How can I get to this point where I'm trusting God for these things um, and I'm living inside of that peace that he has promised? This 30 day present peace devotional is going to help you be able to bridge that gap so that you can show up as the peaceful calming mom that you want to be. Not only that, we also have these shift sprints that help you implement the curriculum faster. So think of it in a way of like, you know how sometimes you'll, you know, get a book or you'll start a course or something like that. You start it, it's good. You get to, you get interrupted by something. You're like, I'm going to get back to it like next week. Okay, I'll get back to it next week. Three years later, you still haven't finished it. So the these shift sprints help you stay on track um, with finishing the curriculum, finishing the peace plan so that you get what you came for. It's not just about soaking in information, but how do you apply this to your life so that you actually see the change and the result in your life? Okay. And then it also comes with a peer support community. This allows you to post in the community what you're doing with your peace plans, what you're doing with the implementation for other moms to be like, girl, yes, I did that too. And this is what I thought. Or, hey, I didn't think about it this way. Or I've had that same exact thing happen with my three-year-old or blah, 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 right? You can come in and get that accountability, share your wins along the way as you're doing the 30-day challenge, as you're doing the shift sprints so that you um, don't get stuck and you don't feel like you're doing this alone. Motherhood isolates us in so many different ways um, because we're just so in the moment of raising our kids, right? And being with our family. So it's a beautiful thing to be surrounded by like-minded Christian moms who are on this journey with you and can support you along the way, right? 
So the investment for this program is one payment of $9.47 or four payments of $2.60, and you get a chance to choose your path of investment. So as I said at the top, the doors for um, Mom Deactivated officially open on Sunday, November 19th. But if you join the waitlist, you get a juicy bonus, okay? So by joining the program from the waitlist by November 25th, you will be invited to two value-packed uh, days that are dedicated to learning the repair cycle. And this repair cycle maintains connection with your children after you lose it without the unrealistic scripts that you have to depend on. Like how can you connect and repair that rupture with your kids and learn how to essentially bounce back and, and tear that shame off of you so you can move forward from those moments, learn from it, and keep it moving, okay? And then the second day is all about discovering and planning out your self-care plan um, that prevents you from getting to mom rage in the first place, but then also um, tears you away from that resentment. There are things that you need to do on a day-to-day -day basis that allows you to um, regulate anxiety. And when your anxiety is unregulated, that's how it builds up over time. And the smallest of things you find yourself yelling about, or you find yourself getting agitated and frustrated about. So this part two of the training allows you to set up that plan um, so that you can prevent mom rage and let go of that resentment, right? And we're going to do that without any added guilt or any added stress so that you don't feel like you're just adding another thing to your to-do list because nobody got time for that. Okay. Nobody got time for that. So you're going to be able to have a walk away from a plan that you can use immediately with just this workshop alone. You will immediately know the steps to take to both prevent mom rage and recover from it after mom rage. Right. So you'll be able to use the strategies that I teach right away to maintain and rebuild the connection with your children. This day will consist of teaching, workshopping, and even personalized coaching. So you'll get a chance to ask your very specific questions and get coaching on it right away. Um, and so it's a very good way to do this very in-depth, laser-focused workshopping. Get in, get out, get what you need, get the steps, and implement it right away, okay? So you're going to walk away feeling more confident in being a peaceful parent, no matter how much you think you've, quote-unquote, messed up, all right? So get ready. Get ready. Get ready, get ready, get ready to become the parent that you wanted. Get ready to decrease anxiety in the moment and be calm, firm, and kind when you speak to your children. Get ready to connect to your children now so that they want to come around later. If you got a newborn, I know you're tired, but mom deactivated can help. You're in the thick of the terrific twos. Listen, I understand. I know it's hard. Mom deactivated can help. You're feeling like you already messed up too much. It's never too late never ever too late and don't you allow the enemy to tell you and convince you of that don't worry mom deactivated can help i've been teaching moms how to manage their anxiety and become better parents for the past 10 plus years and you know what i'm just getting started i've taken the strategies that i teach my therapy clients and i've simplified them so that you can learn this generational shifting strategy of managing your anxiety I've been able to what I like to call collapse time for you inside of Mom Deactivated. And so what would normally take you a year plus in therapy, you can now master in, in weeks. And so you know what, my friend? Let's go. Let's go. I will see you on the wait list. Go click the link in my show notes so that you can go directly to the wait list. Put your name on it so that you can get the access to 
the Mom Rage Recovery Workshop when we launch it. And I'll see you very, very soon.